Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, no news, no feedback, just Civil War. It's finally here. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are just damn excited. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we have just watched Civil War. Some of us just watched it twice. Um, that would be you. That would I'm going to go me. see it again tonight. Yeah, it was... Oh my god! You're gosh. not going to beat me. I have never in my <laughs> life gone to see a movie twice in one night. I have. I did it for Iron Man, and I would have done it for this one, but the tickets were sold out for your showing. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I felt like Forrest Gump. Uh, I was walking around the theater <laughs> trying to get a seat, and everyone was like, taken, taken, taken. <laughs> Seats taken. Seats taken. I'm, in, I'm even in Alabama. It was rough. Yeah. It was a very Forrest Gump <laughs> moment. I can very see Forrest Gump moment. Uh, I, I mean, I literally like walked around the theater and asked, a hundred people and every seat was taken. They're getting popcorn. They're getting popcorn. It's taken. It's taken. Like, ah, oh, come on! Finally, I found some random nerds that were nice enough to let me sit with them, and uh, we talked about we talked about Agents of Shield real hardcore. Of all, all the theories and all everything. It was super fun. All right, <laughs> so let's dig into Civil War. But first, uh, I say we spend about ten minutes non-spoilery. This is going to be our review of Civil War, but. For about 10 minutes, we're going to keep it non-spoilery, if we can make it that long. But we'll give a full spoiler alert before we do it. Let's talk about the quality of the movie. For those of people who have not seen it, let's, let's discuss. What, what, do, what do you have to say about this movie, Jeff? I already said it, man. Edited for brevity on Facebook, it's the best movie ever. It uh, is pretty amazing. It's yes. a pretty amazing film. I, it's hard to stack it up against all the previous films. I was sitting there like, I think it's my favorite Captain America movie. Yeah. And I think it's my favorite Avengers movie, even yeah. though technically it's not an Avengers movie. Yeah. Every character is treated with such respect. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like it's got all of the characters to make it an Avengers movie, but the story is still so centrally focused on Captain America that it's Absolutely. still a Captain America movie at heart. But it's also... Like it, it's very firmly in the world of the Avengers, like Captain America always is. That's the thing about these movies with the universe that they've built. It's, we're 13 movies in now. It's time to just let everybody mesh in everybody else's movies and just keep the story focused on somebody. And they did it flawlessly in this one. They really did. Uh, it's uh, if it, 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 those of you who haven't seen it yet, go. Go now. Go just now. Go. What are you doing? Um, it's an amazing feat of, of just. All these characters they've built up over all these movies coming together, and I, I just it's. <sighs> this is what Batman versus Superman wanted to be. It, the Batman and Superman could not have been this. Yeah, it really could not. Although I've got a lot to say about that. <laughs> the comparison because the plots are very similar. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, the plots are very similar. Um, they have there's some moments in in there that are like, oh, that's exactly. But it it delivered instead of instead of it being. A, it's it's not so. Some people were worried about it being a just a little skirmish. Yeah, it is not a skirmish. It is a war. Like it is they, a knockdown drag out. These guys go at each other hard. Yep. The only person that pulls punches is Hawkeye. And he gets <laughs> called out for it. Well, that's a little spoiler, right? No, Maybe. it's not. No. Okay. No. I didn't um, say who. I didn't say when. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say who said it and who he's fighting. Just yeah. Um. So. It's it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Really, really great movie. I can't I can't say enough good about it. Um, it didn't feel as 
it was actually a little less fun than I was expecting at the first hour or so. Um, it was it was a lot of um, there was a lot of exposition in the first hour, a lot of character stuff, a lot of kind of slower moving sections, and I I didn't mind it. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm actually like I was impressed with their boldness of uh, I don't know. It felt like an adult film. It didn't feel like yeah. a kid movie. Yeah, like it, it took a little bit. It's it's like it took a little bit to get traction, but not in a bad way. It just it was telling the like it was setting the story of like this is the world we've been building. This is the world they're living in. This is yeah. how things are, and this is the exciting part. This is how like this is the good side, and then like everything in the movie starts to, like all the bad things happen and start Absolutely. to stack up, and then it really just kicks off and gets hard. And when it pays off, about with about an hour and a half left, or an hour left. The last hour of this movie is the most fun. It's oh my god! So any, uh, much happens. So after much that. happens. Um, I mean, <sighs> you, you've probably heard it on everything up till now, but uh, the airport scene. The airport scene. Everyone's been saying oh, it, and man. it's so true. The airport scene <laughs> is a long scene. Yeah. It is not a quick little thing it is a long scene it's a large portion of the second act and it shows so much of everyone's abilities like playing against it. my favorite thing about a superhero story is when people cleverly use their powers in conjunction with one another yeah uh, in ways you I don't expect I, I know exactly what you're talking about um, too was it war machine and spidey no, but that was great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what you got? <laughs> I, I'm not, well, I'm, not, I'm trying not to say. Okay. Uh, we'll wait. Uh, we're we're, yeah, we're going to wait on that. Um, I'm just saying. One, I'm saying the, the concept in general of people using their powers together and against each other yeah. in clever and interesting ways is one of my favorite things about superhero movies. Um, and this one did it with spades, just like. Comple- completely for 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 that entire long long sequence, it's just cl- cleverly using powers back and forth and back and forth and, and yeah, and it oh. wasn't like they picked one person to fight against and then that's it. Like they were all weaving in and out of the fight with each other. Yeah. Just, it was like. Um, you know, you at the end of the Avengers movies, you always get those like everybody's back to back and they're all working together to team up. It was like that, but with two teams. Yeah, two and teams it, that you care about every single character. Yes, you. And it was you so com- hard. Every motivation makes complete sense. Yep. There's not the. We talk we, again again uh, putting it up against Batman v Superman. Um, is not fair to Batman v Superman. It's, it's not. It's not because they have 13 movies to build on, uh, but. The way that I did not believe Batman v Superman that when the fight went down, yeah. I did not believe why they would fight. You know what I mean? It just neither of their motivations truly made sense. This one, every motivation, and they have like twelve characters out there. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I don't even know. Uh, we'll, we'll go over it in the spoiler section. But uh, we, there's so many characters out there, and every single character has just, like, a reason to be there, a reason... Yeah, everybody's like, been touched on. It's all consistent yeah. with their previous films. It's all consistent with what, who they are and what they would do in this situation. There's no mischaracterization at all. No, it's it, there's nothing forced. It's just sm- smoothly goes into just an, am- just like, an amazing, this, this amazing fight. This is the, the pinnacle of 
shared universe film right yeah. here. Like this is what it's all about. This movie is what they've been building toward. And then I agree. They're I think not that's even... a great point. Like we have been I've been saying I don't know if it's the best. Like I'm trying to decide whether it's my favorite. Uh, Guardians is just so different. It's it's hard to compare. Yeah, uh, I think it may be my favorite of the main line like Marvel movies. But what like of the standalones? Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, of the Earth based, I guess is what I'm what I'm getting at. Of the Earth based movies, I think it may be my favorite. What um, this one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then Guardians is just so out there. It's hard to compare. It's so much di- so much yeah. different. Uh, I love Guardians though. Um, this. This movie, but you, you just touched on a perfect point. It's the pinnacle. It is the culmination of so much. Avengers movies, some uh, Age of Ultron, for instance. Avengers was obviously an earlier culmination of everything. Yeah, it's culmination of Phase One. And uh, uh, Age of Ultron <laughs> should have been, but wasn't a culmination. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that may be what's wrong with it, with it. One of the things that's wrong with Age of Ultron is it doesn't really feel like it's bringing all these disparate stories together to form a new thing. It's just like, oh, it's almost like a villain of the week with those characters. Yeah. That, 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 and now that, I'm, now that I'm like processing that, I think that's sort of true. This feels like the culmination of all of these stories. Yeah, this is... And this is only the start of Phase 3. Yes, like the if, beginning. Yeah, like, oh my God, there's so much more to go on. It's almost like they made up for Age of Ultron being a little bit less of a culmination by culminating everything at the beginning of Phase 3. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, we need to wrap up those other two because they didn't do a good job of that. It was – it's just great. Oh, it's just great. I think that is – what were you saying? Sorry, at the end, you're you're not left with a feeling of like that – you know, that's complete. Everybody's happy again. It's like you – you see everybody like that's the path that they would have gone on. I'm okay with this. And I'm I'm excited to see where this goes from here because there's so many possibilities open now. And it's just it's you're left with this feeling of of excited anticipation for the future. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The I... only the only gripe that I have with it was not with the movie itself, it was with the format that I saw it in. And I don't think that the 3D application is the best for this film. Just because there's so much quick action, and it's so hard to, to kind of like refocus your eyes on what's going on, like especially when Black Widow's on the screen, like you said last night, like it's hard to, it's hard to, to kind of reattune your eyes when she's moving all around, crazy flipping on everybody. Yeah, and it's, it is. It's it's so hard to keep up with it. But if I we think had we, gone, we might just be old men now. Yeah, it might be. Maybe <laughs> you young whippersnappers go see it in 3D. <laughs> but. Like if we had just, I'm I'm gonna go see it in a regular format tonight, more than likely. Um, I'm definitely gonna take my mom to see it for Mother's Day because she's a fan of the MCU. <laughs> That's another excuse. Um, right. I'm gonna go see it in the standard Mother's, IMAX. Mother's Day weekend. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna love it, mom. Come on. <laughs> so I'm gonna take her to see it in the regular IMAX. What an asshole. I know, right. <laughs> And um, when we see it there, um, that's that'll be like that's the pinnacle of that's the way that it's meant to be yeah. seen. IMAX. That's how I saw it the first time. Yeah, IMAX was great, and the 3D I didn't have a problem with, but I was also sitting so far to the side because I got there so late. Oh uh, yeah, that uh, it was. Uh, see, I was sitting in the like the dead center, like you perfect were, yeah. area to be immersed in it. Right. Like uh, when I went to see Avatar when it first came out, when I went inside in IMAX 3D, I was in those seats, like that exact area, and I felt like I was a part of the world because it was right. the most immersive 3D film I've ever seen. But 
this one was just like, oh, there's so much going on, and it's hard to, oh, God, what's good? Oh, gee, good, good, Captain of yeah. oh. I put a 3D version of Avatar on my phone the other night just to watch it on my, uh, on your Oculus. On my Oculus headset. <laughs> it was awesome. It's real good. <laughs> I sat and just like watched the last battle sequence for, Ooh, for that's a good 30 one. minutes. It was pretty, pretty great. So that's my only gripe is that the format the 3D wasn't great for 3D you. was not great for me. I uh <clears throat> I am glad that I that I saw it in 3D though because the previews <laughs> in 3D. Oh, especially yeah. the Doctor Strange 3D preview was incredible. It was beautiful. It was so like that's that is a movie that I'm definitely going to have to see in 3D because it's just so much of a spectacle. Yeah. Uh, all, of that, all of that magic, man. It's going to be cool, man. Woo. It's going to be cool. I say we get into the spoiler section now. Let's do this. If you guys haven't seen it, don't listen. We're going to spoil everything. Um, so, uh, yeah. Let's just go for it. Spoiler section beginning in three, two, one. Giant Man. Giant Man. Giant Man happens. We get Giant Man slash Goliath slash whatever else he wants to be called. It's one of the best moments in the, in the whole thing. Oh, uh, man. For sure. And it's not even just a moment. He stays Giant Man for a good, like, two or three minutes. Yeah, he does. And, and he was like, if I rip myself in half, don't worry. I'm like, oh, don't he's come doing back it. <laughs> yeah, don't come back for me. I thought. He's, I was like, he's doing it. He's, he said that he's doing it in the lab, and we talked about this on the podcast when we were talking about the comics, and the, ah, it's happening! When, when, he, be, when he did that, um, he laughs, and he, he's, his voice gets deeper, and it cracked me up. Just Ant-Man gets huge, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. He's just like fee-fi-fo shit. Like, yep. it's so good. And then he's, he's like big and lumbering and like, not very useful as much more than a distraction. Yeah, he pretty much is just a distraction. Yep. Super great. <laughs> but that's what he was supposed to be. Exactly. That's it's exactly so what he was supposed to be. Because, <clears throat> can we, I mean, do we need to talk about what's happening on the backstory of that, or can we just geek out? Because, I mean, I think at we this can point, just geek out. I think at this point, we're just talking to other people who have seen it at this point. I Let's hope so. all geek out together. I hope so. uh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it at this point, go. Like watch it and figure out your life priorities. Yeah. If you want a synopsis, uh, go away. Cap- Cap- <laughs> Captain America thinks they need to save people, and Tony thinks that they need, need to be, be told in- to save people. Yeah, need to be put under government control. And then Captain America thinks there's going to be <clears throat> some baddies to fight, <clears throat> and he goes after it anyway. And then they fight. It was perfect. I thought when I see when I see when I've been hearing about this airport sequence, I thought that was going to be the final big battle. Yeah. And I thought that it was going to be, like, over the Civil War, which it was, but it was like, what they did that was interesting is they they threw in this other villain, Zemo, yep. um, who w- was baiting them to come and fight him, basically. That's all he was really doing the whole movie, is just baiting them. Um, he was but, trying to bait them to fight each other. Yeah, well, that's uh, agreed. Um, I think he was just poking the bear, but he was poking two bears and then hoping that the bears would yeah, clash. That's my one part of this movie that I'm a little fuzzy on. I don't know exactly what Zemo's plan was here. I know, obviously, at the ending what his plan was, and that was to show Tony his parents' death and then have Tony go after Winter Soldier all all in, which made total sense. I Halfway through this movie, they do such a great misdirect. Such a great misdirector. I can't even 
talk about how good this misdirect is. Like, it's so good. They, they show that whole sequence with the other Winter Soldiers. Yeah. And they show how badass they are and how they kick Bucky's ass. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's what the, that's going to be the big fight sequence. It's kind of like, like in Batman v Superman, you had Doomsday. Right. They had to come together at the end to fight Doomsday. Right, right. And so I thought, you know, that's fine. We all know that they're going to have to come back together at the end. They didn't do it. They misdirected us. They included an entire, like, five-minute sequence of flashbacks about other Winter Soldiers just so they could misdirect us to thinking we're going to have to face off with these Zod lookalikes. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and, then we, and then we get there. Uh, it, it totally reminded me of the, of the uh, like, other Kryptonians. They all had those black suits. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to just have to fight these, like – you know, generic superpowered villains at the end. And then we get there and they're all just shot in the head brutally. I was like, What? And then he shows They all died shows, in their sleep. Shows Tony a video of his parents dying and the wind and Bucky killing them, which was rough. We had this new hero that we're trying to we're trying to learn to love and we had to watch him strangle Howard Stark or like uh, he punched punch Howard, Howard Stark, Stark to a, death, like in the face to death, with a metal arm. That was brutal. And then shit. strangled his mom. And we understand that he was a villain. He was under Hydra's control. All of that, but it's still that real does rough. Not stop Tony. Well, like he said, um, God, Steve was saying like you were under, you were brainwashed, you were under Hydra control. It wasn't you. And then, but I still did it. But I still did it. And like that's just that's the thing. Like you feel that. When you're when you're seeing that, like, oh yeah, he's he's getting better. He's going to be a hero. We can we can get behind this. We can you know we can yeah. live with him existing as a good guy. And then he does that, and you're like, oh, but he still did it. Yeah. Oh, he still did that. Oh, it's bad. And like that gave us such a window. Obviously, from the beginning of this movie, the first time you see Howard uh, Tony Stark on screen is is his young self. Yeah. And he's in that weird. Uh, uh, that weird hologram that's supposed to help him, uh, help him psychologically get over yeah. his parents' death, cope with the past, which was interesting. But uh, for that to flash forward and, and and for us to see his parents' death and see where he still is with that, and he has not gotten over it, yeah. And as soon as he sees them die, oh my gosh, it was it was rough. It was so rough. Uh, by the way, speaking of that scene, very first scene, did you think it was Cree blood? What do you mean? When he gets oh he gets yeah, the, when he opens the chest, the trunk, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, is that is that Cree blood? Is that GH three two five? Well, I, at first I was like, is that Cree blood? Then I was like, wait a minute, no, Cree blood is a lot like thicker, darker blue. Is that Erskine's form? No, they did not remake Erskine's. They can't. They haven't. They've never been able to. But, or maybe they were, and that's why Howard Stark was killed for it. You know, I knew that it was Howard Stark in the car. Yeah, and I know, did not. I like because of the the whole like the Winter Soldier sequence of like Hydra killing Tony's or not the sequence, but where they the reveal of like Hydra's assassinated people, whatever. Howard Stark was killed by Hydra. I was like, oh crap, this is the car accident. Like they're going through the car accident, and oh, it was oh god, it was Bucky. Oh no, which we knew from Winter Soldier. Yeah. We knew that we knew that Winter Soldier had killed Howard Stark's right. Stark. Right. So we were going to see that here, and I like knowing knowing what I knew. I was I just pieced that together. I was like, "Crap, that's Howard Stark's car." So when he does that, I was like, "That's either a recreation of Erskine's formula in some way, 
or it's GH325, or for some reason, he's got the blue formula from Hank Pym's lab. Like those are the three options I had. <laughs> Too many blue formulas in this in this thing. It really is. Oh man! It was the uh, the growth formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw uh, throw this throw at it that. at this. No, I thought it was a water truck. That was so good. <laughs> oh man! I just I love Paul Rudd. Paul, you know what? Ant Man and Spider Man showed up for all of what 10, 15, 20 minutes maybe 25 and they did such a fantastic job of showing up for a reason doing the things that they needed to do and then backing out and like just fading yeah with everybody else and like it just it made sense that they would go away like come in and go away the way that they did and it like i didn't care that i didn't get to see more of them I just I, there's so many things going on in this movie, and I keep thinking about like different storylines. I mean, obviously the Spider-Man storyline was great. Yeah, that could have been a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that could, yeah have, it could have. It, this whole movie could have been from any of their perspectives and could have been a good story. A Spider-Man just getting the chance to work with the Avengers for the first time could have been an entire Spider-Man movie. That whole interaction when he first met Tony was the best like character meeting sequence ever. Right. It was so good. So, same same with Ant-Man, but then uh the bigger one is uh T'Challa. Uh Black Panther storyline could have been its own yeah, by far. Like his story of being um you know, having his father die and he like has his own very distinct arc about vengeance and then seeing the vengeance of these other characters yeah. and see it like when he decides to save Zemo at the, in the last scene, that is powerful. Yeah, it's it a is. powerful scene. The living are not yet done with you. <sighs> no, they're not. And I'm excited because Zemo, Zemo is an interesting character so far. He is. He's got like he's got his own like kind of shadowy motivations that you're not quite sure about, but you know that he's got the the ability to be a fantastic deep villain. Like I think he's going to be the next Loki. He could be. He could be. Yeah. Um, I th- I, I, obviously, they left him alive, which I think I think they they've taken a note. Um, Loki is a great villain in Thor. Like he's he's great. But if they'd killed him, we would have never like seen him become what a great, really great villain he's been since then. Yeah. Um, he was better. Subsequent movies are always better for the villains. I think. Yeah, that's what it seems like when they bring them back. And so they they left a villain alive, which I really liked. The more time a villain has on screen, and the more time a villain has to uh, to kind of work develop. through his motivations and mm-hmm. develop, the better they are. Absolutely, I mean, that's been proven with Punisher, Wilson Fisk, uh, Kilgrave, Loki, like all of the villains who've been there for a for a while yeah, have been who awesome. Have given screen, given screen time, and, and when you have a. Uh, you're trying to tell a hero's story. A lot of times you can't tell a villain's story as well, and so you have to choose which one you're going to tell. Yeah. Because um, at that point it's a villain movie. Yeah. And you don't – like it's a, it's a superhero movie. You have to tell the superhero's story. Yeah. And that's 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 the problem with like – that's the problem with a lot of Batman movies. Or, or to me, that's the problem with the Dark Knight trilogy is that the Dark Knight – Batman Begins I think is a great movie. It's about Batman. Yeah. And I care about Batman and the whole time. Um, I like the – I like Dar- the Dark Knight – the Dark Knight. I hate The Dark Knight Rises, um, but the main reason is 
for main reason in both cases, those movies are about the villains. Yeah. They're about the villain storylines, especially The Dark Knight. It's all about the villains, which it's still a great movie, but it's I don't care about Batman in that movie at all. Like yeah. it's it's not his story. It's like he's trying to stop these two villains that are converging together, you know, like be one being created and one like, you know, flourishing. It, it's it's a it, great story of villains, but it's not a Batman story. And um, the, the, so far in Marvel, they've chosen to always tell the, the hero story for the most part. Yeah. They don't really tell the villain story. And that's that's kind of what's made the villains one-dimensional. When Agreed. The villains that are, like, just on screen for one film and that's yeah. it. Yeah, and I don't, I, don't, I don't always have a problem with that because the story they're telling is the hero story. And, and yeah. I'm fine with them having the villain be somewhat just a... Uh, an obstacle for them to overcome. Like, right. That's fine with me. I'm not not hating, uh, but uh, the, I'm, I'm excited to have Zemo alive. I'm very excited because yeah. I think he he had a complex. He had a good motivation for what he did. They didn't overdo him in this movie, so that they let um, the the struggle between Tony and Cap be the main storyline. Yeah, I like that he never fought anybody. Like, he never did any fighting other than, like, when he captured the one... Or when he uh, he got into the one guy's house, like, the former Russian soldier or whatever. Right. Like, he never did any fighting. He just... He sat in the back and pulled strings to get people to come together. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and he, he didn't do... We never see him fight on screen at all, really. Yeah. Even, even when he breaks into the guy's house, we just cut from him breaking into a guy being hung up by his feet. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength to get someone to be hung up by their feet from there, from that high. Yeah. Um, so Zemo, I think, is a powerful dude, but that's not what he was doing in this movie. He was trying to bring the, bring the Avengers, tear them apart, tear apart an empire. I was so scared that what they were going to do with Zemo was to have him like looking for that formula and then like get to those guys, take them all out, take the formula for himself, put it in himself... And become that, and then try to fight them. I was, I was right. so scared that was going to happen, but they didn't do that, and it was awesome. That's the thing. Like, I wasn't even scared because I just assumed that whole scene with the with the. I just I assumed what he was doing. He was trying to get that book and learn to control. And I think they alluded to this: learn to control those other those other beings. Yeah, uh, those other super soldiers. Um, but instead, they did such an amazing job of. Uh, Flipping it on us and having not just like okay they had the airport fight which is a lot of fun and then they have a real fight like, yeah they take out all the characters that don't have a full stake in it like all the other characters are there to support them you know yeah like everybody on on Iron Man side is there to support Iron Man yeah everybody no on Cap side is there to support Iron Man with Winter Soldier no one in any of those no one there except for T'Challa is wanting to kill. Uh, kill Tony. Um, no, I mean Winter Soldier. Like no one wants to kill Winter Soldier. Yeah. At that point, even Tony doesn't want to kill Winter Soldier. Yeah, he just wants to take him in. He just wants to take him in because he's following the. He's law. a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they take the four characters that really are going to be the ones that the ones that have stakes. The ones that really have stakes, and they put them in this in this Siberian like base together to have. What is a real fight? And, and T'Challa never even gets involved. He just watches from afar, and then he realizes his own folly. Like, and that's that's that was beautiful in itself. Yeah, it, he's a true isolationist till the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, like no, that 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 follows the uh, the Black Panther um, 
mindset in the comics is to to hang back, let everybody else kind of distract themselves with a fight that's right in front of them and find the true cause of of the whole thing. Like find the root cause and and take care of it. And that's yeah. exactly what he did. And it's just he's oh he's a true king. That's a truly royal individual right there. Yeah. I, so I loved how they just kept calling him your highness. Yep. I just really like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> your I, highness. Oh, I like the I like the post credit scene being like in Wakanda. Yeah. That sets up so much later. Yeah, Wakanda looks cool. Yeah, I, it does. that statue was badass. The statue looked cool. The technology there looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked mm-hmm. really, really advanced, um, which I know they are. Uh, I, lo- I love it. I love it. Very excited. I thought that they were going to show off the. Um, oh God, what is their name? There's a group of warriors in Wakanda that are like basically the king's task force. Uh huh. And that bald woman that um, was telling uh, Black Widow, like, move or you will be moved, looked like she was very much part of that. I cannot yeah. remember their name for some reason. My God, it's in the comic that came with the collector core. Gotcha. I wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't sure who that was. Um, I I knew. <laughs> you didn't know who, who is Well, that? I mean, it's, I didn't know that the, the individual warrior, right, but right. Like, she's very obviously a part of that. I thought that might be like his wife or something. No. No, no. Is he no. is he married? Is he? Uh, he uh, actually a... in in comics he marry he marries Storm. Oh, interesting. Aurora Monroe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She becomes his queen. Cool. Cool. So yeah, that I that just... person is one of the warriors. I can't remember their name for some reason, but they they're just like a they're his task force, and they're really like really strong and and incredible fighting people like they're incredible warriors but they're all groups or i think they're all female and oh, well. i was like that's one of those that's one of that group yeah that makes sense that's cool and i thought that they were going to show that off i was like oh do it do it have her just like have a little skirmish right? just a little quick little like yeah and that's I, l- it. I loved it he's like that would be fun yeah but... like as amusing as that would be to see <laughs> let's let's move on oh god everything we could, I honestly, you know how much we gush about like the overall everything, and then we kind of like gush on one character normally. Yeah, we could literally just sit here gushing on every single character. Yeah. in this movie, there's no one in this movie that shortchanged. There's no one in this movie that I didn't enjoy immensely. Hawkeye, I think, got the best treatment he's ever gotten in this movie. Oh yeah, easily. Like he got to be as quippy as he's supposed to be. They used all of the backstory we have on him, his, 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 his relationship with Natasha, which is like very much from Avengers, and then we have his relationship to his family mentioned, yep. and then they used all of that to, and just had him be a great, fun, on-screen presence, um, and a badass who like took on, tried to take on Vision, and uh, used his like, tactical ability to take on Vision, yep. and uh, yeah, just, just great. It's just incredible tactical ability and his his like his plan to just go in and, and convince Wanda like just, yeah, just we gotta go <laughs> come on we gotta go we can't stay here he's like you cannot you cannot stop me or you cannot uh, you cannot defeat you cannot me. overpower me overpower me and I was like I can't he's like I can't but she can <laughs> and she does and, and that was does. the most brutal thing she like sent vision like very 30,000 meters under the earth like <laughs> what the fuck she sent him on a journey to the center of the earth she did 
That was rough. It was I so felt rough. bad for Vision. I really did. I'm surprised they didn't have her on Vision Watch uh, more in the battle sequence. <laughs> right. You know, like, that's one thing with her. It seemed like everybody else, she's super powerful. And they, they understand that she's super powerful. Everybody else was doing their fight thing. And she was, like, controlling everything else. Like, let me let make sure this building doesn't fall on you. Let me make sure right. this gas doesn't kill you. And, and then they get all of it out. Every time someone on Tony's team would get close yeah, they get a little bit they of get, an upper they hand. Get upper hand. She would just like grab them by the foot or hand and throw them. Yep, like no, <laughs> and then they just go somewhere else for a minute. Just so good. And just she was, it's like she was the one that was moving all of the pieces, and the pieces would just fight. You know, she was at the chessboard, just kind of moving everything. Well, and it go, I think it, what she was doing goes along with what she was there for, which I don't. She wasn't there to Your support. Well, she wasn't there to defeat Tony and his team. She was there to let Cap get through. Yeah. That's what all of them were there. Like, that's what I liked so much about that fight. They had specific goals in mind. Yeah. And, and I love when Hawkeye was like, um, for us to win this battle, some of us are going to have to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They all wanted to go, but... Yeah, they were all planning to be there and stop Zemo. But once they, like, once they finally <laughs> understood that, like, we got to at least get Cap and Bucky through. Like, yeah, you then they need to be like, there. All right, let's do this. Giant Man activate. Hawkeye do awesome things. Wanda, like, hold up a building, like an entire tower. And, you know, that, that whole scene also shows off Vision's naivety and how much of, of a non... Like, he was born a year ago, basically. And yeah. it just shows how, like, not... What's the word? Like, obviously, naive is the word that I'm going for, but like, just not experienced with the world and with with fighting other people as he is, because like, he should not have fired on Falcon the way that he did, because that's what ended up breaking down War Machine. Oh. Like, that was a heartbreaking scene, and not just because it caught him in the chest, but <laughs> it just it was so rough to be like, oh my god, he just took out his own teammate. That's so harsh. Yeah. It's so mean. And then, like, he's trying to stop everybody. He cut the building. Like, Tony asked the, him what happened, and he said, I got distracted. He's yeah. Like, I didn't think that could happen. He's like, I, did I didn't either. either. Just, it's it's his naivety. And it, it's it's coming into play. And, oh, God. That's it. Well, it, and I think it's his, his care for Wanda starting to show through. And they're really doing yeah. it. They're doing that. They're going there. So good. I love that. Like when they uh, when when he said, "I want people to see you as I do." I was like, "Oh, they're going there!" Oh my god! Again, it's so sweet. Every person <laughs> in the story had a wonderful arc. Just yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> I could gush all day. Oh, and War Machine. I'm so sad for yeah. War Machine. Do you, do you, what do you think they'll do with him in the future? Um, do you think they'll continue having him as War Machine? Because they could. He said he's not giving up. Yeah. I mean, he's got the robot legs yeah, started. Yeah, looks like he's got robot legs started. Yeah, like he'll they'll get better. Yeah, he'll get better. And <laughs> and they'll fix it. Howard they'll find... Stank. <laughs> Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Baggage for Mr. Stank. <laughs> table table for two for mr stank that was probably one of the better uh better drop-ins there yeah pretty great 
And I love that it was it was Stanley bringing. It wasn't just Stanley showing up to have a cameo. It was Stanley bringing information to Tony. Yeah, like yeah, that was cool. kind of important information too. I <sighs> I can't say enough about this movie. How good it was. And a lot of times when we talk about a movie and really dig in, I start to see flaws or something. But I'm just I'm getting more and more excited about how well structured this movie was. How about Martin Freeman? Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't Ross. do he didn't do a whole lot. He didn't do a whole lot, but like when he was there, I was just like, I want this guy to be on screen a lot. Yeah, I like, love. I don't him care th- that he doesn't have his English accent on. I feel like he was only he was only in the, he's in the movie like three scenes total. Um, he's going to be in more. Like this is just the beginning of his Marvel yeah. plans. What was his? What was his? What was his role? Like who was he? He was Everett Ross. He is a uh, a UN liaison. Generally, that character is is liaison to Wakanda. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna come into play in Black Panther. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. His uh, his role was interesting. I-, I loved the final sequence when he's like, "It failed so miserably," and Zemo says, "Did it?" Yeah. I, just, I like that he Zemo was just tore, like tore the Avengers apart. Yeah, I like that he was <laughs> he was saying like, you know, meals are at these times. You get two bathroom breaks a day. You do anything I don't like, zap. <laughs> Yeah. Just zap. It's an interesting window into his character because he's kind of on a little power trip there. Yeah. Like, please cross me. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. You're, it, it, I don't know. It just seemed like he's such a bureaucrat. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's just, like, excited to have such power over Zemo. Mm-hmm. 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 And then William Hurt coming in as as General Thaddeus Ross. Yeah. Secretary of State or Lieutenant General becoming Secretary of State. They actually they covered his his nomination and and acceptance of the position of Secretary of State on the WHIH news front earlier this week. So that's how he became that, was in response to Lagos. Yeah. One thing in my theater that I love, the, the theater you weren't in. Uh, <laughs> I was in it later. You were in the same theater later. Um, <laughs> the, the moment where Tony says, I've got an idea, and then it shows Queens. Yeah. My theater erupted. Just went nuts. Everyone went nuts, and it was super great. The later showing everyone, no one no one went nuts, and I was like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> I was still on board. We could still scream. <laughs> I'll, I'll go again. I'll go again. <laughs> like, when they showed Tom Holland, I was just like, oh, oh God, they're doing it. They're going for it. Yeah, they're going I was straight little, for it. I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't know how much they were going to introduce him, or if they were just going to have him like drop in in the battle sequence, or what. yeah, like, like hey, I got the call. Thanks, Tony. I showed up. Like no, he literally he went to recruit him. Yeah, they introduced him, recruited him. They they really did a Spider Man story. They did a story for every character. No one in this movie got shorted. I loved it so much. <laughs> I love his his interaction, like trying to hide that he's Spider Man from Tony, and he's yeah. like he pokes. The, <laughs> he pokes the ceiling, like pokes the 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 crawl yep. space up there, and it falls down on the rope. And he just like snatches it and throws it in the tub. Like I don't know, I, I don't know what that what you're talking about. That, yep. Whatever that was, so funny, <laughs> so funny. And his awkward his awkward interaction was just it was so Peter Parker. It was so perfect. What do you think this whole this whole issue? This, as far as we understand it, the end of this movie, the Sokovia Accords are in place. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's, so it's are we going to have to place. deal with Sokovia Accords until Infinity War? That's what it looks like. Which is two years from two years from today. Yeah. Which prob- uh, Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. 
Um, and I feel like it's going to have major effects on all of our characters. Well, I guess it won't have an effect on Guardians. It won't have... It, uh, well... Maybe later. Oh, I just thought about it. What? We talk, we've talked about how a lot of the set photos for Guardians and stuff are showing the Earth-based sets. Yeah. What if the Guardians crash on Earth and the Sokovia Accords call in the Avengers to go see what's going on? Yeah. Oh, it could be great. Yeah. It could be real great. Yeah, it could. It also... Uh, the Sokovia Accords makes a lot more sense. You know, uh, we talk about... One of the major problems everyone has with the with the cinematic universe is, you know, uh, over here on Shield, you've got this secret threat that's going on. Why aren't the Avengers being called in? Well, it kind of makes sense now that they can't be they they can't just go like they have to they have to be called they have to in. be called in by the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, so and the way it makes that, a lot of sense when you think about like all the threats that are going to be on Daredevil and Punisher and Defenders. It's like maybe the Avengers aren't getting called in, and that's why they're not there. Yeah, that's what the uh, that's what the the um, what Thaddy has talked about is you know you're you'll answer to a panel that will send you in when they deem it necessary, yeah. and like for some reason I stuck really hard on when they deem it necessary. It's like, well, what what if what if you don't think it's necessary until like everybody that you do send in, like all of the police and whatever JTF task force, whatever else, everybody else dies. And then you think it's okay to send in the Avengers. That's a lot of wasted lives for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're not hashtag like team cap. The Avengers <laughs> are getting these uh, shackles put on them. Yeah. Literally, literally and figuratively. Um, except now we're going to have these, I guess, secret Avengers. Like, yes, that's what happened. That is what happened. It's the secret Avengers. The um, we've got we've got oh Cap, basically Cap's team yeah. is now going to be operating outside the law. I Just, feel real bad for Barton because he obviously has a family. Oh my god! Oh my god! They could oh. There's so much. There's so much. There's they could so do much now. that could happen now because, like, you know, you remember how I was saying like that siege could happen in siege. Captain America had his own team of secret Avengers while Norman Osborn had his team of the Dark Avengers that was like the official government-run Avengers. Right. And they all converged on the same area, and Cap was helping uh, helping Asgard <laughs> fight against the Dark Avengers. So cool that they can use all of those characters now. And oh, Norman, my God. Norman Osborn could be the head of Dark Avengers and Holy all this stuff. Holy crap. It's so cool. They could legitimately pull that off. Yes, they could. Holy crap, because... Everybody who was on the Avengers now understands that Cap was doing the right thing, so they're going to go right. with Cap. They're not going to want to be on the government-run Avengers. The only thing about so they're going to have to get villains to do it. The only thing about that is um, we're I, in rampant speculation territory. Oh yeah, Sorry. yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think they have time because I think when Infinity War happens, Sokovia Accords are out the out the door. Yeah, and that's in two years. But Thor Ragnarok happens next year. Yeah, but that's going to be off-world, and so is Guardians. Mostly. But, uh, like, after Ragnarok, in order to save Asgard, he could bring Asgard to Earth, is what I'm thinking. Interesting. And then that would start the Siege storyline. Okay. In some way. Cool. I just, I don't know how they would play it into well, I don't know that like, we've got before another... Thanos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how this works before Thanos. I mean, it could be that we just pick up around where we are now in two years... And it's been two years, and they've been operating under the Sokovia Accords. And well, yeah. W- before then, we've got Doctor Strange later this year. We've got uh, next year. We've got Guardians two, 
Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. That's true. Spider-Man may have a lot of the storyline, or like may continue the storyline pretty well. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much Tony is going to stick around for the Sokovia Accord Avengers stuff. I remember uh, one of our one of our listeners said something about like it would be funny if his cameos in Spider-Man Homecoming were just him showing up to pick up and drop off Aunt May from their dates. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. That'd be real good. Because, I mean, Marissa Tomei is still really attractive. I, lo- I loved the interaction. <laughs> Aunt Hottie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell May. I'm, I'm going to go uh, let Aunt Hottie know. <laughs> Don't tell May. <laughs> All right, Spider-Man. Can you get this off of me, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's so good, guys. If I'm sure you've seen it, if you go see it far, again, um, we're gonna do a feedback episode later this week. Um, so, uh, so if you have any feedback, uh, if you if there's anything we missed, anything you want us to talk about, or you just want to say about, the or movie, if you want us to gush on some more, yeah, like, it'll be feedback and further talking points. Yeah, yeah, um, that'll be later this week, probably Wednesday. We'll probably post that one. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Just uh, let us know what you think of this movie. Uh, we obviously loved it. Um, it's it's a, it's it may be the best. Marvel Eleven movie out yet. of ten. Yeah. Eleven out of ten. Yep. <laughs> it it may be the best Marvel movie. Uh, it's more. It, it gave me more than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. It took all of the problems, all of the things I've been complaining about Batman versus Superman, and it just like was was the an- perfect answer to that. Yeah. Um, and not to just like shit on that movie, but it's just, I, I really have been for, for two months now talking about all the problems with Batman v Superman, I guess about a month and a half. Um, and this really did like fulfill all the problems that I had with that and, and fix, do so much more than I was expecting. Yeah. With the fact that they didn't have them fight the other winter soldiers at the end is mind-blowingly cool. Yeah. The fact, the fact that they doubled down, and I actually was a little upset with the trailers because one shot that kind of spoiled me was that shot of Cap, uh, Cap and um, Bucky trading the shield back and forth, hitting, 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 hitting Tony, yeah. which was amazing, but I kind of wish they hadn't shown it to us because I knew... It was so late in the movie. You're like... They they have to. What's going to bring them back to, to fighting? Because exactly. we're, we're so, getting to the to, yeah. the to the finale. They did here. a really good job on trailers. I didn't feel spoiled. There was so much I didn't know going in. Well, you avoided all the clips. That's true. I did avoid. I did most of the clips. Okay. I saw a few that Jimmy Kimmel week. Stuff. When I when I was watching all of the clips the week leading up to this, what were the big clips released that were late late in the game released? There was Vision saying that he doesn't know what the stone is. Oh, that was, was cool. There was the um, the scene with them deciding, like, arguing about whether or not to sign the accords. Like, who gives up the right to choose, basically. Yeah. Safe sands are still our own. Um, there was Hawkeye showing up to uh, to take Wanda away. God, that sucks. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad I stopped watching. You should stop watching, too, next time. You know, I can't. <laughs> you know I can't. And, like, when I... When I had seen all of them and I was watching the film, it got to the point to where, like, when a clip section was up, I was just like, in my brain, I was like, checkbox. I know that, you know, I know what happens here. Right. You know, I've been waiting for this one. Where's the next clip coming in? And I, like, I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. Yeah. And I I still still enjoyed it immensely. As much as I, you know, I'm 
love watching the clips and get excited for these movies. I really was so much. It was such a better experience having not seen all those clips. Yeah. Because that, that when he starts talking about the Infinity Stone, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going there. They've never really discussed like what is this thing? Like, um, I, really cool. In Avengers: Age of Ultron, Thor mentions multiple times that that's the Mind Stone. Like he specifically says, mind does stone. he? Oh, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like. I remember that after we were talking about it this past week. Neat. So he he uh, he says if he can if he can wield the hammer he can keep the mind stone. That's so cool. <sighs> Man, there's so God. This the weight of this film is massive. Yeah, it's really really great. Really really great. And Cap held every bit of it. I, I just I need to say Chris Evans looked fantastic in this movie. Oh yeah, like. Not only his costume, but like his build, like he was very much like rocking that Captain America oh, yeah. fitness, He's for sure, for sure. Especially yeah. when he was bringing down the helicopter, yeah, I was just like, the "That's helicopter. the shot right there." That was awesome. That like, was really that awesome. is crazy. I was like, I wanted to just be like, "Life goals, <laughs> life goals, <laughs> right there." Capture a helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> bring down a helicopter, just like Cap did. <laughs> I, I mostly I was just like, "Look at that bicep, man." Yeah. I was I, I watched an interview with him this week, and they were like, "When you do scenes like that, do you like pump up beforehand and stuff?" And um, he was like, "I'd love to say that I don't, but yeah, absolutely. I, like, <laughs> I do some do some reps to like pump the blood into the biceps." <laughs> yep, you gotta gotta. Um, all right, well, I think that is about it for today. Uh, we'll be back with you on Wednesday. Uh, we'll probably drop the feedback episode, and on Thursday we'll be dropping our normal Shield episode. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe part pod. Blah, blah, blah. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with Forty Five Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or five seven three cast mcu to call and leave a voicemail. Call and leave them voicemails. We got a feedback episode coming up. We're just going to be talking about your Civil War feedback, and the more people that call in, the better. Uh, if you would like to hear some really nice guys talk about worse content, listen to the DC on Screen <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to say it. Listen to the DC on screen podcast. It really is a great cast. Um, I, I love listening to those guys. Um, want to hear a similar podcast about worse content with more integrity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are, uh, we will talk to you later in the week. Uh, check out DC on screen, check out all of the giant size team up shows. Um, and, uh, Hey, I'm sure we've got some listeners that have not been, been here with us before so please subscribe whatever podcatcher you're using subscribe and we every week talk about all the marvel cinematic universe content uh all the shows all the movies all the netflix things all of the one shots that don't happen anymore uh, all of the everything that comes marvel cinematic universe we are here to talk about it and uh in-depth discussion and just uh and and news and all of that so if you're first your first time listening please 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 subscribe and uh, we'll be We'll be being your ears every week. Gross. Mm-hmm. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.